0: Pastor of Alive Bible Church, a vibrant and growing church with branches across South Africa. Pastor Pascal is an anointed teacher of the Word of God who makes the Bible to come alive. Get ready to be empowered with knowledge that will cause you to rise up and become who God wants you to be. Now, let's join the new series, Overcoming Duality.
1: Overcoming Duality, part four this morning. We've learned that duality is a state of living a double life as a Christian. That you, you are not the person we see at church, it's not the person you are at work, it's not probably the person you are at home, or in certain places, because places have a way of changing us and, you know, influencing us. Our foundational scripture has been Matthew 23, verse 28. The Bible says, in the same way, on the outside, you appear to people as righteous. And I pray that as this series is ending, you will not appear as righteous. You will be righteous. Hallelujah. So, what people will see is actually who you are. That is my prayer. But on the inside, you are full of hypocrisy. But I pray that on the inside, you will be full of love and integrity. Amen. And then the grace of God will be like, when people open you up, they will see what they saw on you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. I want to tell you something that I believe you need to know. Um, is that, uh, you know, duality is really futility. I mean to say to you, it's futile to live a double life. The reason for that is because of what Jesus said in Mark 4, 22. I want to read it for you. He said, there is nothing hidden which will not be revealed. Nor has anything been kept secret that it should come to life. The New Living Transition says there is nothing hidden that will remain hidden. Eventually, it will come out. So, soon or later, whatever is happening will be revealed. So, the deception that you are living a double life is very temporary. Lies are a very weak defense. They seem to defend you, but they will drop you at a very long time. So when we leave a lie, a deception, we might get away with it for a while, but not for a very long time. Are you listening to me? So I'm just trying to make you aware that there's nothing hidden that will remain hidden. According to Jesus, there is nothing hidden which will not be revealed. So if there is something that you and I are doing, and that the church doesn't know. Your pastor doesn't know. Your shepherd doesn't know. It seems like you're getting away with it. Just remember Mark 4, 22. There's nothing hidden that will not be revealed. So the sooner we break out of that, you know, duplicity and duality, the better. That Let people know this is what I'm struggling with. And that is what the series has been all about. That let us not continue living a double life. There's no need to do that. You can just come to the open and say, look, I'm struggling with this. I'm I'm trusting God to break out of this. The grace of God is helping me on this. You know, just so that it's clear, we all know how to pray with you, how to help you. And we learned last week that, you know, God resists the proud. When, when When you bring things out, God sends his grace to help you out of those things. Rather than you pretending that all is well, I mean, I'm okay, wearing your church clothes, your church uniform, Meanwhile, that's not who you really are. That's not how you really dress. You know, all those things. So we, we just want to look quickly again. You know, this transition from living a dual life to becoming a man and a woman of integrity. I like we're just transiting into that. And I believe a lot of us are soon going to start breaking out of duality. Hallelujah. Like you, you will, you will, you will, you are beginning to see that it doesn't help to live this life. It leads to backsliding. It leads to a lot of things that we've seen throughout the month, you see. So, I believe you and I will become men and women of integrity. As a shepherd, you will be a shepherd of integrity. As a husband, you will be a husband of integrity. As a wife, you will be a wife of integrity. As a church member, you will be a church member of integrity. That what we see is who who you really are. That is my prayer for you. Hallelujah. So let's quickly uh, look at a few other things. Last week, we saw that to become a man of integrity, a woman of integrity, number one. You can overcome duality by admitting that you have a problem. We saw that last week. If you, if you missed it, please go back and listen to the previous message. It will really help you. Admit that you have a problem. Nobody can help you if you are not admitting there's something wrong. When you admit that there is a problem, you are literally opening the doors of your secret rooms. You are saying to us, come in. I know it's uncomfortable, but come in. You are switching on the lights. You are pulling up and you are lifting the carpets. You are, you are opening all those drawers that were locked for a very long time. That's what you are doing. When you are admitting, I have a problem, you are giving God access. You are giving the Holy Spirit access into your life to help you. Hallelujah. Amen. Then we saw that you can overcome duality by submitting yourself to a strong leader. Now, you see, a lot of us, when you have a strong leader, it rather the reverse. You rather default into hiding things into feeling that, hey, he shouldn't know about this. I know him. He's not going to be happy about this. But that's a mistake you are making. And I know you're doing that out of fear. But if you can get the revelation that having a person that would rather tell me the truth is better than having a person that would see me doing something wrong and accommodate it. Don't take your leader as a person who is ready to hammer you. Take him as a person who is strengthening you. That way, even though you know he's strong, you will not be so much intimidated to tell him what is going on. And you also know eventually he will know. And most of the time, he even knows already what is going on. It's just that he's not saying it to you. Number three, you can overcome duality by learning to say no to your flesh. Learning to say no. Praise the Lord. I know this is going to be a journey, but we will get there. Where we will learn to say no. I will not do this. I will not go here. I will not drink this. I will not do this. You will learn to say no. And you will realize that. You know, saying no, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with you saying no to people who want to take you to a place you don't want to go to. You don't have to say yes to everything that's going on. Because that's how we lose our identity as Christian. Praise the Lord. Let's quickly this morning touch a few other points. Number four, you can overcome duality by fighting your weaknesses in stages. You see, when you are struggling with a problem, and you hear a message like overcoming duality, the temptation will be to try to catch it at once. Like I'm pulling out of this, I don't want this anymore with my life. But you see, that will literally lead you to deception and discouragement because before you realize you are back again to the same thing, you, you were just thinking that no, the message came and my freedom has come, my deliverance has come, and then you realize, hey, I'm here again doing this thing, I'd rather just now just, I think I should just give up, I should just give up now. Now can I tell you something, a lot of things that you are fighting right now as a result of this message did not enter at once. They entered your life in stages. Yes. You, you went through different stages. And there's a very important message I preached in Kalayon last Sunday, Sunday the, 20, the 18th. You know, I hope you'll find it on CastBox. I was telling people that Jesus is fighting spots and wrinkles in our lives. The Bible says that Jesus is coming to take a glorious church without spots and wrinkles then you realize that sometimes something is in your life and you are saying it's just a spot. Satan never comes with a whole big stain. He comes just with a spot. And the spot starts growing. By the time the message duality has landed, the spot has become a huge, big, big stain. And you are trying to clear it just like that. That's why it takes time. So I'm saying to you on this point, overcome duality by fighting your weakness in stages. So sometimes it looks like you are still in the problem, but you are coming out of the problem because if you check the progress within the problem, you'll be encouraged to realize that maybe I used to drink five bottles, but now I'm drinking three bottles. It's a progress and you are actually fighting duality by doing that. Rather than you saying I was reading five, I was drinking five bottles of beer, now I'm not drinking any bottle of beer again. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 31, Paul says, I affirm by the boasting in you which I have in Christ Jesus, our Lord, I die daily. Paul never died at once. He died daily. So it's important to notice your problems, your weaknesses, it's a daily work. You tackle it daily. You overcome it daily. And that way, you will really overcome. Rather than you trying to say, duality has come to an end, I'm a man of integrity from today. Yeah, confess it. Confess it, declare it over yourself. But don't be surprised when you keep falling back. Because because you might not totally overcome it at once. But if you tackle it in stages, you'll be blessed. Look at this beautiful scripture in the book of Exodus 23, Verse 28. The Bible says, I will send Terah ahead of you to drive out the Hivites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, but I will not drive them out in a single year. So these are enemies that God says he's going to drive out of your life, that he's making you aware he will not drive them out in one year. Are you listening? The Bible says because the land will become desolate and the wild animals will multiply and threaten you. So he says, I will drive them out a little at a time. A little at a time. So God is driving things out a little at a time. A little at a time. And I like the, 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 the new American Standard Bible it says I will drive them out from you little by little how many of you believe that God can do something but not always at once it can go little by little so learn to appreciate the little steps that you have taken yes before you used to date three girls at once now maybe you are dating one you are still in the problem but it's better than you were before you have to learn to appreciate that the grace of God is working little by little. And if you can trust that grace that has brought you to this level, you will see that that grace can take you out of the problem altogether. Because a lot of the things that you're going to fight with, you will not be able to clear them at once. You have to either starve them or dry them little by little. You might not overcome pornography in a day, but you can start by. Little by little, little by little. If you have the determination that this is not part of my life, this is not who I am, you will be surprised. After maybe a few weeks, you will see that the thing will lose its power over your life. That is how God fights some of these things. He sends a wind and the wind keeps working on that thing. Little by little, dries it away, dries it away, dries it away. That's how you. some of you have become a bit spiritual. You did not become spiritual in a day. It's little by little. Little by little. And as you keep, the, the only key is consistency. Just be consistent with what you are doing. Be determined to reduce. Every week I will go down a little bit more. That will encourage you to say, oh, I was drinking, I was smoking ten cigarettes a day. Now I'm smoking five. Do you think it's a small thing? It's a step. If you thank God for five, You will see that five can become three, and three can become one, and one can become nothing, and then you are just out. You are just out. Praise the Lord. So learn to appreciate the little steps that God is going to take you through. Hallelujah. And learn to thank God for each one of them. Yes, maybe you used to be angry the whole day. Now you can get angry half a day. You are still angry, but you know what? It's better than being angry the whole day, or the whole week. You understand? So realize that there's a bit of progress taking place there. Maybe before you, you were saying yes to everything that people are saying. Now you are, there are a few things that you can say no to. It's a step. It's a step. You are getting there little by little, little by little, before you realize, if you are determined, if you, if you are determined to become a man of integrity... Before you realize you will be out of the po- you will not even know how you the problem stop, you don't even know how the drinking stop, you just wake up one day. I haven't drank for the past three days. My god, what happened? God set you free Amen. little by little. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Number five, you can overcome duality by going to a church where the unadulterated word is preached. Wow. Do you understand? Go to a church where the unadulterated word is being preached. It's very important. You see, most people that live a dual life, there are people who miss church a lot. If you check their lives well. Or even when they come to church, when the word starts, they are distracted, they are going here, they are going there. They are never focused. One of the things that brings integrity in your life is the unadulterated word of God. So to go to a church where God's word is preached, the whole counsel of God is being dispensed there. Listen to the word of God. 2 Timothy 4, 2-4 Preach the word of God. Be prepared. Whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct, rebuke and encourage your people with good teaching. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and list their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itchy ears want to hear. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So you can be in a church where you are just hearing what you want to hear. And this is what happens with a lot of you that are proceeding. You go on YouTube to find something you want to hear, not what you need to hear. And as long as you hear what you want to hear, you are just having itchy ears. You have taken for yourself. And most of people that are just going on YouTube to hear what they want to hear, check their life. There's a lot of duality. Because the actual problems of your life, it's it's very rare to go on YouTube to listen to a message that is confronting you. People go on YouTube to listen to things that will make them feel good. Things that will show them that they are powerful. And they are not really going there to build their character. But you need to go to a place where the word is preached in a way that is pure. Like they are just saying things the way they are. That is what can help your life. That is what can change your life. And that is how the duality will stop. As long as you are just hearing, and, and, and a lot of you, you, you will have a lot of head knowledge. That's what I was saying to you in the first day of the week. That, I mean, when we were talking about the, the, the duality of Samson, that Samson was spiritual and carnal at the same time. Because whenever the issues of Samson were being confronted, he became defensive. When the father says to him, is there nobody? He said, no, I don't want that. I want that. He's ready to fight. So you need to go to a place where the word I know you might not like it, but are you are you having itchy ears? Is it that, that, that's your problem? So if you come and say no, 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 they're hammering the word too hard, then you are after itchy ears, you want something that will just make you happy. Go to a place, and I think ABC seems to be one of such places. In my personal opinion, we are trying our best here to preach the unadulterated word of God to you. Yes, we are not trying to impress you. We are not trying to make you feel good. We are trying to tell you the truth about the word of God. In love, in love, in love. In love, of course. So it says that they will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itchy ears want to hear. Whatever their itchy ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. They will reject the truth. You see, like something, and they, you see, what sets us free? It's the truth. The knowledge of the truth that sets us free. So they reject the truth, and they just go for good information, good things that are making them happy. I have found where this scripture is fulfilled. Is fulfilled on social media. YouTube. Well, because I used to ask myself, how will these people gather their teachers? How, like how will they go and gather these how, So you pay money to gather people to come and teach you what you want to hear. Paul already prophesied YouTube. That YouTube will come and you will pay data and you will select certain teachers that want that you like what they say. You select certain message that they preach that you like. But not what you need. Not what you need. Hebrews 4.12 says, The word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than a sharpest edged sword. Cutting between the soul and the spirit. Do you understand? When you go to a place where the word is being preached, that word will enter your soul. It will enter your spirit. If you correct things inside there wherever the duality is, whatever the problem is, the word will enter there and the word will work it. But you need to go where the word, the real word is being preached. That is how duality will stop. That is how duality will stop. Hmm? Between the joint and the marrow, it exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. It exposes them. You need to go to a place where your thoughts are being exposed. Your life is being exposed. Your hidden things are being exposed. You need to go to such a place. That's what it means. The word is really being preached. Yes. Don't run away from such a place. Drag yourself there if you have to. Crawl there if you have to. But as long as you are there. I'm telling you. You are saving your soul. You are saving. Your, bro- your body might not like it much. But your soul will be very blessed. The Bible says in verse 13, nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes. And he is the one to whom we are accountable. Do you see that a day is coming, the Bible says we're going to be accountable to God. That's why you need to go to a place where the word is truly preached and the issues of your life are truly addressed. I hope it's making sense to you. Hallelujah. We are almost done. Look at verse 6. You can overcome duality by learning to fight temptations. Most of the things that we call duality is just as falling into temptation. That's all it is. It's just that, you know, you don't know yet how to fight temptation. Because when you are, when you are in the church, temptations are very reduced. I mean, the pastor is there. The shepherd is there. The lights are on. Everybody is looking in a certain way. I mean, the temptations are reduced. And, the, and, and the, the music is holy music. We're talking about Alpha and Omega. We wash. I mean, look at such words. Eh? Such type of songs cannot lead to serious temptations. As soon as you walk out of the church doors and you go to that corner there, then the place is a bit darker, the lights are dimmer, and the songs are smoother the temptations start rising. The same you, you can't control yourself again. So you see that now, you were very, very pure in the church just now. But as the environment has changed, you are finding it difficult to now fight. And that's where the duality starts. So if you can learn how to fight temptations, you get it, you will become a very, very strong, you will become a person of integrity because, I, like I'm saying to you, duality is all just falling into temptations continuously. You know, a temptation will come, put pressure on you, and you will not know what to do, you just fall for it. Alright. Look at this. First Corinthians ten thirteen. I think this is like your modus operandi in fighting temptation. The Bible says, the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. That's the first thing you should know. When you are experiencing pressure sexually, financially, relationally, at any level, pressure for disloyalty to to become rebellious, to start doing things this way, you're feeling like people don't like you, you're feeling offense. Whatever level of temptation you are finding yourself into, always remember that thing is nothing extraordinary. But that is what Satan will tell you. Satan will tell you, it, you know, nobody has gone through what you are going through is very, very, very bad. Nobody has ever experienced something like this. Nobody suffers, did this, this. I mean, you are really struggling. Is that like he convinces you it's a unique case. And you know, when, when you are under the impression that your case is unique, that is what gives rise to pride. You start feeling that, no, if other people were going through what I'm going through, they will understand, but they're not going through what I'm going through, so they don't understand what I'm going through, so I'm the only one who is experiencing this. So you need to first accept that, Any temptation currently that you are going through, it can be sexual, it can be this, it can be like you feel like leaving the church. There's nothing new under the sun. Those things have happened to other people. They're happening to currently people, they're happening to people currently. There's nothing new. But Satan will elevate the thing in your mind and make it look very different very unique, like this is a special case. Imagine going to a doctor, and the doctor is saying to you, In the whole world, there are only two people with this disease you and another man in Alaska. What, what hope is there for you? When you hear that it's only two people with this disease you and another man in California what else is there? You already know you are finished. Do you get it? So, But when you hear that, no, you are having flu. Ah, even if the doctor doesn't say I flu. I mean, I know a lot of people that have flu. So that's no problem. Okay, so what do I take? That's all. The Bible is saying to you, the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. As a wife, the temptations you are going through are no different to what other wives are experiencing. As a husband, the temptations you are going through are no different. Don't believe the deceiver. There is no difference. Other husbands in Japan, in China, in Sudan, the, the same things are happening to everybody. So when you are falling for it, you are a fool. You are just a fool because The Bible is already telling you there's nothing unique about it. There's nothing unique about it. As you are falling here for something, I mean, imagine that something has happened to a a hundred million people and you are the only one who fell for it. How will you feel that? I mean, this thing that I'm falling for, it touched all of them, but I'm the only one who fell. Meanwhile, your Bible says a thousand can fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand side, it shall not touch you. Here you are falling for something that is happening to a lot of people. And many of them are still standing and you are already on the floor. The only explanation is that Satan has convinced you that that thing is unique to you. And I came to tell you there's nothing like that. Satan has never created. Satan is no creator. I hope you know that Satan can never create. He reproduces something that has worked. So he just keeps reproducing the same thing all the time. When you are falling for him, just know that you are just a number in a huge list of people that he has you the same trick on. Receive grace to overcome the tricks of the devil in your life. Number two, the Bible says, and God is faithful. Every time you attempt, and remember to yourself, remind yourself God is faithful. God is not unfaithful. God knows me. And God is faithful. The Bible says he will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. These are things we don't remember when the temptation hits. Yes. By the time the temptation hits, you have forgotten First Corinthians 10. 30. You, are, you have forgotten you have a Bible. You, 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 are now, you are now in the atmospheric realms. But you see, If you can remember this, remember that that thing is nothing unique. Oh, pastor, you don't know if you could see that girl. There's there's nothing about that girl. A lot of people see her and they don't feel nothing for her. There's nothing. It's just that you are under some lies and deceptions. There's nothing. If you hold on for just two weeks, the the same girl you will see and you say, Ah, was this the same girl that I was feeling this thing I was feeling? Because every temptation has an expiring date. The temptation works for a certain period. And if you resist longer, the expiring date will arrive and the thing will fall in places. Receive grace to uh, to fight till the expiring date of the temptation. Anything you hold on to long enough, you will see that it changes. And then you say, hey, what if I had behaved that way? What if I had done this? Look at now, the thing has changed. Learn to stand and trust God. Amen. God is faithful. Amen. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. What does that mean? If I'm going through this temptation, God has already tested this thing. God has weighted it. And God knows I can stand it. Because God is faithful. He cannot allow me to face something I cannot stand. God is not a, an evil God. If I'm going to, so when I fall into a temptation... I shouldn't say, God has let me down. No, I have let myself down because if I could just remember... So, so when you are facing a temptation, understand that God believes you can stand this. That thing that you want to fall for, God rather believes you can stand it. That's what you should know. That God believes... I mean, God believes Job could stand this, could stand this, could stand this, could stand this. I mean... Now, hold it. I'm not saying you're a job. I'm not saying that now God is going to come and just start bringing naked people in front of you. He say no, he knows you can stand it. That's why he's not doing that. Because he knows you will not stand it. The ones is allowing you to see, he knows you can stand them. So stop behaving as if he has abandoned you. Many of us are more strong than we know and than we think simply because satan tells you a lot of lies ah you know this ah you know so he discourages you and he demotivates you and he weakens your spirit so by the time the temptation comes you don't even believe you can fight them when you are tempted he will show you a way out i'm still on the same first corinthians 10:13 your modus operandi when you are tempted he will show you a way out so, every temptation has a way out. So, just start praying, Lord. Thank you for the way out. Thank you for showing me the way out of drinking. You are showing me the way out of smoking. You are showing me the way out of nyahope. You are showing me the way out of fornication. You are showing me the way out of this. There's a way out. There's a way out. There's a way out. If you are willing to walk in it, there's a way out of disloyalty. There's a way out of offense. It's called forgiveness. There's always a way out. And God can show you the way out. If you are humble, He will show it to you. If you are really humble, God will show you, okay, this is the way out. And you will just take a small step like this, and you are out. The temptation has lost its power. The plan of the devil has failed. His projects have been destroyed. And you are living a glorious life. That you can endure it. So there is an element of endurance. God is trying to develop through the temptation because why is He allowing the temptation in the first place? There's a powerful message my father and the ministry preached not so long ago, Bishop David Ward Mills. Pass your test, change your rank. Pass your test, change your rank. So every time you pass a test, you change your rank in the Spirit. So that's why God allows these things. Is simply so that you can pass a test and God can promote you. As you want to stay there, keep falling for the same thing, you are, keeping repeat. you are just repeating the same class. Tell your neighbor pass your test. Change your rank. Or you change your rank when you pass your test. In the realm of the spirit, that is how those things are. Even in school, You have to pass the test to go to another grade. That is just how it is. You have to be tested. And when you pass that test, you go from grade R to grade 1. There are always tests that we do. In the spirit, it is the same. So once in a while, you just see a temptation that has arrived. It's an indication God wants to change your rank. Pass the test, pass the test of offense. A test of offense that wants to keep you in the same place. That you become a bitter person. That is just stuck. Pass the test of offense and change your rank in the spirit. Become a father who can love people even when they don't treat you well. You, are, you upgrade your spirit. Also, there are three ways for you to pass your test of temptation. Number one, pray in the spirit. Jude one twenty says, but Actually, before that, the Bible says in Luke 22, verse 46, why are you sleeping? He asked them, get up and pray that you will not give in to temptation. So you see that prayer is an antidote to temptation. Pray. That's the recommendation of Jesus. Pray that you will not fall into temptation. Check your life well. Whenever you are not making it with temptations, check your prayer life. Just check Like be honest, check honestly your prayer. You will see that, you know what, you are not praying enough. Or you are not praying the way God wants you to pray. So now, there are three ways you can pray against temptation. Number one, pray in the spirit. Jude one twenty. But you, beloved, building yourself up in your inmost faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. When you pray in the Holy Spirit, you are building your spiritual man. This man is the one that fights the battles. So when he is weak, he can't fight much. So when you pray in thanks a lot, you are building him up, you are building her up. And then they can start standing temptation. So, you know, you believers that don't like praying in thanks, you, know, you, are, you, are, you are missing out a lot. And that's why your flesh is always in charge. Even for you to not pray in the Spirit, it's a proof that your flesh is commanding you. Now you come to a church fire, you are just looking at us. You are not praying. It's a problem. It's a problem. Number two, Pray for the Holy Spirit. So pray in the Spirit, then pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray and ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? And every victory you will ever achieve is through the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the desires of your flesh. So the more of the Holy Ghost you have in you, the more victory you have over temptation. So pray for the Holy Ghost. Pray for the control of the Holy Ghost, the, the influence of the Holy Ghost over your life. That let the, Holy, the Bible says as well, that it's not by my, not by my, by my spirit. It's by the Holy Ghost that you can overcome. It's by the Holy Ghost that you can be above. By my spirit. So pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray a lot for the Holy Spirit. Pray and say, Lord, fill me with the Holy Ghost. Fill my mind with the Holy Ghost, fill my life with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, Do not be drunk with wine, wherein there is excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The third type of prayer is the prayer of binding demons. Yeah. So you pray, you pray in tongues, you pray for the Holy Ghost, and then you bind evil spirits. The evil spirits that are currently operating the temptation, you need to, you need to identify them and start binding them. Some of you have never bound the demon of alcohol. You see, you've never really taken your time and bound that demon. You've never bound the demon of offense. You've never bound the demon of anger. You've never bound the demon of fornication. Like seriously binding it as the thoughts are coming, you are binding them. That's how you fight in prayer. That's how you fight. Are you listening to me? And when you do that, you start having victory in those areas. Hallelujah. Amen. Number seven, you can overcome duality by learning to walk in the spirit. Walking in the spirit. I'm gonna end with this one. Galatians 5:16. Then I say to you, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the last. Of the flesh. There are always two influences over your life. It's either the spirit or your flesh. Now, walking in the spirit means what? It means you train yourself to bring your life under the control of the Holy Spirit. Not your flesh. What does that mean? When I'm about to do something, I must always ask myself, this thing I'm about to do now, what is influencing me here? Is it God really influencing me here? Or is it my flesh influencing me here? Always ask yourself that question. Like, quickly ask yourself, am I, who who is, because there's always a spirit influencing you. Always, always. The Lord help us understand this by saying a little yeast liveneth the whole dough. There's always small, small things in you that are called spirits. But they have a huge influence. Hmm? The same verse in the New Living Translation, I like the rendering. It says, So let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Let the Holy Spirit guide your life. Ezekiel 3:36, verse 27. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my status. I will put a spirit within you. That's why I was saying to you, pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray a lot for the Holy Spirit. You see, duality is, just, I say duality is the absence of the Holy Spirit in a certain way in your life. The more you come under the control of the Holy Ghost, the less dualistic you will be. Because he can keep you anywhere you are. He can help you live a balanced life. He can help you live an honorable life. It's just that we speak in tongues and we don't allow him to take control of our lives. Philippians 2 verse 13. I'm just giving you a few scriptures to help you understand. God is working in you. Giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. God is working in you. In you. Which God is that working in you? The Holy Spirit. God is working in in you. In you. Giving you the power and the desire to do what pleases him. Brothers and sisters, you cannot overcome duality just with good intentions. You need an inward working power. Eh? He says, I'll place my spirit in you and cause you. You see, when the Holy Ghost is now in you, because the Holy Ghost can be with you Or upon you, but you need him in you. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Okay, let me explain this to you with a small illustration as I close. When you see a beautiful girl on the road, very, very nice girl, you see, that girl can hurt you, but not much, because you just saw her on the road. Like she was just passing and you just saw her. Like she, can, she can affect you, but not much. Because she was just on the road. Do you understand? But imagine a situation where the very same girl comes to live in your house. Isn't that a girl you saw so on the road then. Then by the time you reach your house, she comes and enters the house. To stay in the house. Would you agree that the capacity of that girl to influence you and affect you will increase simply because she is not in your house. It is the same thing with the Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit can affect your life from the outside using the preachings and all of these things. It's that like he can, to some degree, affect your life. But it is a total different game when the Holy Ghost enters you. Even sicknesses, there are sicknesses all around, but they are not affecting you because they are not they are that far. Once the gems enter your body, then you are not having a serious problem. That's why Satan works hard to make you see things, to make you hear, because he uses all your gates to bring the spirits inside. It's the work is better than when the guys are inside. When the evil spirits are in you, he works be- they work better. They want to be inside that we keep casting them out. Equally, the Holy Ghost does a better job when he is inside. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, God says, I will put my spirit within you. Not just on you. Inside. Inside. Holy Ghost, enter me. Live in me. Be in me. Yes. And when the Holy Ghost is in you, the Bible says, he will produce a desire. Yeah. The reason why you are not honoring God with your body, because the desire is not there. So the Holy Ghost can start giving you a desire to be holy a desire to be pure, a desire to live for God, a desire to honor God. He starts giving you such desires. And when the desire is there, it's a matter of time, the actions will change. It's, it's, we, you "Wait, we, we're trying to get people to act in a certain way when they don't desire it at all. Their desire is rather to do other things. That's why there's a problem. So you need a desire instigator or a desire prompter on the inside. and That's the Holy Spirit. Just like evil spirit will enter you and give you and they will impart a desire for you for lust. They will impart a desire for chocolate. They will impart a desire for this. The Holy Ghost will impart a desire for purity. He will impart a desire for honesty. He will impart a desire for loving God. A desire for serving God. Receive the impartation of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And when you do that, you will say, Without anybody checking you, without anybody following you around, you will start changing by yourself. Because the Holy Ghost is inside. He is working on the inside. I pray for you this morning, as we close this service and this year's messages, because this is basically our last message for the year, that you enter the new year under the influence of the Holy Spirit. I you desire the influence of the Holy Ghost More than the rebukes of men, more than you know, like you just Holy Ghost take control of my life, Holy Ghost direct my steps. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit led Jesus in the wilderness, but those that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For somebody to lead you, mean they have taken control, they they are really directing your steps. Oh, yes, I see the Holy Ghost leading you right now. Wherever you are, please just raise your hands to Him and begin to receive His impartation right now, wherever you are. Come and begin to pray for the fresh impartation of the Holy Spirit on your life. Believe in the effect of the Holy Ghost. Believe in the effect of the influence of the Holy Ghost. That the Holy Ghost is not just to speak in tongues. The Holy Ghost can impart desires. The Holy Ghost can change your nature. The Holy Ghost can change your character. The Holy Ghost can give you something that nobody could give you when you start walking in the spirit. Walking in the spirit means come under the influence of the spirit. Come under the control. Come under the government of the Holy Spirit. Let him take charge. Let him lead you. Let him direct you. Oh, maya Mazapala devle gadesa prezugole mende Chavelema, Atamazole leketera mazogola ve mayakatoma lagera mazogola manda. Holy Ghost take over this ministry. Holy Ghost take over our lives. Holy Ghost take over our marriages. Holy Ghost take over our ministries. Holy Ghost take over our lives. Take over our callings help us. Holy Spirit, we need you on the inside. We don't just need you upon. We don't just need you with. We need you within. Within, Lord. Within. Within. To influence us on the inside. To change us from the inside. The Bible says God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above what you ask according to the power that works within you. There is a power within. The power within. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you are helping us today by your mighty Holy Spirit. Oh We are entering new realms of power. We are entering new realms of grace. We are entering new realms of victories. We are becoming spiritual men and spiritual women, spiritual shepherds, spiritual pastors, spiritual husbands, spiritual wives. People that are spiritual. Spiritual. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise, my Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. It's not by might. It's not by power. But by my spirit, says the Lord. We trust the awesome ministry of the Holy Ghost. To help us. To guide us to lead us, to show us. Thank you, precious Father. We give you thanks and praise for this whole year, for all you have done till this very last Sunday of the year. You've provided a word every single Sunday without fail from the first Sunday till the last Sunday. If there are 10 Sundays, every Sunday had a word. If there are 20, everyone had a word. Father, this morning, we just want to honor you. We just want to glorify you. We just want to exalt you. Thank you for your help. Thank you for the fish that were caught this year through the word. Thank you for the seeds that sprouted this year through the word. Thank you for the hearts and the families and the lives that were strengthened this year through the word. And Father, we repent where we lost it. We repent where we missed it. Forgive us, Lord, where we fail you. And give us grace in the coming year to be better pastors, to be better shepherds, to be better servants, to be better husbands, better wives, better children, better servants, better members, Lord. May we grow, may we increase in our fruit, in our results, in the name of Jesus. May we do better than we did the previous years. Thank you, Father, that your good hand will remain upon us. Lord, if you take your hand away, what can we go? What can we do if your hand is not with us? Thank you, Father, that this last message is a spurrer up. It's us up into the new year, Lord. That will depend more on the power of God, more on the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Take all the glory. Take all the honor. The name that is high above every name. The name of Jesus. And as I close this morning, precious people, the Bible says those who are in Christ have crucified the flesh with its desires. You can never overcome duality. You can never crucify your flesh unless you are in Christ. Those who are in Christ have crucified the flesh and its desires. That's Galatians 5.24. And Paul says in Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. You need need to enter that dimension this morning where it is no longer you living, but it is Jesus living through you. And that happens through the new birth when you surrender your life to Jesus. I want to pray for you this morning. You are saying, Pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus the last message of the year 2022 is when I gave my life to Jesus, is when I turned from my sin. Right now, on this Sunday, this Christmas Sunday, But on our online message, we're talking about duality. In the branches, we're talking Christmas. So you are having both. If you, if you haven't been in the branch, go listen to what was preached at Kalanyoni on Sunday. This very same Sunday It's different from what you are hearing right now. May God bless you. So, if you want to give your life to Christ, at the count of three, you can just raise your right hand and I pray with you. One, two, three. Please raise your right hand. God bless you. God bless you. What a blessing. Father, thank you for all these ones. If you want to recommit your life to Christ as in this morning, may I pray with you at the count of three. You can raise your right hand. One, two, three. I want you to recommit my life to Jesus. God bless you. God bless you. Let's pray together. I repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you today. Please forgive me my sins. Please forgive my sins. Wash me with your blood. With your blood. I, believe you I believe you died for me on the third day you rose again, on the third you rose again that, I that I might be justified. Right now, right now I believe, I
0: believe
1: my, sins are my sins are forgiven. I'm justified by your blood. I'm saved, I'm restored, I'm born again, I'm a child of God. I am free from the power of sin to serve the living God. Thank you, Jesus, for receiving me. Thank you, Jesus, for restoring me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Hallelujah.
0: Thank you for listening. May God bless you. Remember to subscribe to receive our latest service notifications and to share the link. You can also watch our pastor, Pastor Pascal live on our Facebook page, Alive Bible Church HQ or on our YouTube channel, Alive Bible Church SA. Remember, you are alive to give life.